Four Runners podcast. We're going to go ahead and jump right back into part two of our interview with Glenn Edwards. Enjoy. We're back with Glenn. <laughs> so we're going to um, jump right into NERC, dude. Yeah. North End Run Club. How, so we just uh, finished talking about your journey to running and how you act, you became uh, a runner. Yeah. But we haven't talked about how you got involved in the running community. Right. So let's talk a little bit about your your experience with North End Run Club. How did you yeah. start there? What did has meant to you? Yeah, so back um, in 2017, so, you know, I started, like I told you, the first run I did was like in 14. So I, I just piddled around with running a little bit, and then Dean joined JNA Training, mm-hmm. and he met Ryan. And it was one of those winter training cycles to get them prepared for the Shamrock. So Dean asked me, he said, hey, why don't you t- t- come try this out? Well, they were already halfway in at their cycle when I met Ryan, and but Ryan opened it. Hey, come on, you know. So I was only going to do the 8K, so he put me with the 8K run walkers, and they had already kind of established their little groups, you know. And I met some nice people there, but I was too late to the game with those guys. Yeah. So I finished up, did the Shamrock, and then right after that I heard about this crush and run race they were going to have at the oceanfront. Mm-hmm. So I went down there and signed up and to figure out what that was. Well, they had this training plan where you would go five weeks, Thursday night. And during that time, I started meeting people. I'm an extreme extro- uh, extrovert, right? Yeah. I, I, I love people. I love to meet people. I, I, mm-hmm. I go out and meet everybody. Yeah. Well, I start meeting all these people and we're running together on Thursday nights for uh, crush and run training and Barry comes to run with us, Barry Clark. Mm-hmm. And he's got this North End Run Club shirt on, right? And I'm like, who is this dude? And he's got the personality that I do. Mm-hmm. He loves people. He loves to find out who they are, their name. He wants to remember their name. He wants to give them a hug every time he sees them. And he's just open, friendly, just got this great smile on him and he comes and runs with us one night and he brings this group with him mm-hmm. and he introduced himself and you know and I see all these other people running with him so we start running we did two runs together and he he, he always jokes me when I make the tell the story because he was peddling these shirts that he had made he had three colors green orange and black mm-hmm. and he had a little gym bag and he's has them with him so I went up to him you know I said hey um, am I too old to run with your run club? He's like, heck no, dude. I said, am I too slow? Heck no, dude. Come on and run with us. You know, we run on Tuesday night. I was like, all right. So I bought a shirt from him that night. You know, I said, hey, can I buy one of your run club shirts? Heck yeah, but you got to come run with us. You can't just wear the shirt. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so usually you run with a run club and then buy the shirt, mm-hmm. you know. I bought the shirt and then started the run. Yeah. Started running with it. <laughs> So the first week after the Crush and Run actual race, so April of 2017, I went to my first NERC run. There were, we did at First Land State Park, 64th Street, down there at the end. We ran through the trails. <laughs> and um, there were about 68 people there. NERC was about six months old at that time, I think. Mm-hmm. 
And so several of us left Crush and Run training and went to NERC because we had met Barry and he had invited, you know, if you want to come run, come run. So I had never really joined a run club, didn't even really know about a run club until I met Barry. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew about the JNA training team, but I didn't know about run clubs, you know. So I went out to, to NERC and ran with those guys, and man, I was hooked. I, I fell in love with that group. It was just the excitement of going there and the energy level of being there. Um, we start together, we finish together, right? And Barry will tell you that, you know. Mm -hmm. But we cheer each other on, and there's no negativity there at all, you know. No matter how slow you are and how fast you are, the faster guy's going to tell the slower guys you do a great job, mm -hmm. you know. And they blow you away when they do it. You know, some of the most, some of the fastest guys I know are the most humblest people you'll meet on that course, mm -hmm. you know. They don't care they ran 643. Mm -hmm. They care you ran what you ran and how well you did and you're running, you know. And it's not because of the story I just told you because most of them don't know that story, mm -hmm. right? They will after they hear this podcast, but it's really about just cheering you to get you to the next level. Mm -hmm. You know, don't give up, right? No matter how fast, how slow. Yeah. So I've been I've been with Nurk ever since. Yeah. You know, I've Barry and I have a great friendship, uh, a lot of respect in that group, a lot of respect for him and what he does. I've met his mom and dad. They're super nice people. Mm -hmm. His wife Bradley. I mean, just you know, they're just super people. And he's trying to do a great thing. You know, mm -hmm. he really is. He he works hard at making sure he promotes his club, you know, the best he can. Mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, it, it's grown and grown and grown. I mean, you see how big it is. It's, mm -hmm. it's 300 people. Right? Yeah. But it's 300 people who want to be there every week, not just to say I belong to NERC, but it's because of what they get out of it when they go there. Mm -hmm. You know, the, they leave there... No matter how bad your day is, you go, you come home, you feel a whole lot better. Yeah. Right? Because you push yourself to do it. You know, you had accountability there. Mm -hmm. You know, they hold you accountable, right? Yeah. I mean, I have gotten text messages if I didn't go. And I can only count probably on one or two hands of the nights I've missed in three yeah. years, yeah. you know. But I would get a text, hey, we missed you at NERC tonight, you know. Sorry, yeah. man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, so... Um, I can tell that your relationship with Barry um, is special. Yeah. I uh, I see you. Um, you kind of pay homage to him on a regular basis when he comes out and supports you. Uh, mm -hmm. And every once in a while, you post a picture with with him, and you say, "My captain." I mean, that's all it is. <laughs> My captain. Absolutely. So, how did you? How did you guys come to grow so close, or or have that respect for each other? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I think, you know, when I met Barry, you know, there's a lot of people who, who want to talk to Barry on a weekly basis, yeah. you know, yeah. he shows up, he has this huge, you know, following of people and, um, they all want to have a minute with him, you know, and I, I just kind of hang back there in the background, you know, I think, mm -hmm. um, I try to work behind the scenes for Barry if he needs something like, you know, I bring water in the summertime. Yeah. You know, we got some water jugs donated to us a few years ago, and I have no problem filling them up with water and ice and buying cups at Sam's Club, and I bring them out to the runs on Tuesday night because I want the people there to be hydrated, 
right? Mm-hmm. I want them to have a cup of water when they finish running. Yeah. You know, because most of them don't bring their own water bottle. Yeah. Or, or they they bring it, but they don't have anything in it. You know, so I always just do that. You yeah. know, and I don't look for really anything from it. You know, yeah. it's just for a club. And so I think Barry and I have grown to respect each other for the fact that he's the captain, right? He, it's his run club, and I let him run it the way he wants. I don't, I don't intervene in it. I don't try to tell him how to do it. I, I go along with, I probably support him 100% on every decision he makes. Yeah. You know, we just had this talk the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he likes that, you know, because he, 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 um, you know, you get a club that large, a lot of people want to give you their opinions, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's got enough to deal with with that, you mm-hmm. know, not, not being bad. It's just people like to offer suggestions, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and I don't, you know, I try not to at all. You know, if he asks for it, I'll tell him, but you know, most of the time, you know, what the decisions he makes are good decisions, yeah. you know, let's go, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm a big cheerleader of his. I, I really, I really value our friendship, you know, um, and we've never really even had a, a, an off day. Yeah. You know. We, yeah. You know. Excellent. So you talked a little about crush and run. <laughs> and you're currently in a crush and run training block where I guess it tells you how far you've come because you're not just participating. Like, you're helping lead it. You're one of the coaches. Right. And you all just got off the – you all just, uh, just this week went on the news yeah. and uh, – Talked a little bit about it. What is yeah. so? What is cru- the crush and run training block and uh, the race and yeah, stuff? Yeah. So, you know, Waterman's for years had a had an event called the Crush Fest. Yeah. And it turned into just a big drinking event, and they ended up doing it down at the campground because it got so large. They moved it to the Travel L, I think, or KOA, mm-hmm. one of those campgrounds in there. I only ever went one time. Yeah. But uh, four years ago, they decided to branch out instead of doing this Crush Fest do a crush and run 5k race Mm -hmm. and so they only expected about 500 people and i think the first year 750 came oh huge turnout Mm -hmm. but they offered this training block so for five weeks you come out there on thursdays they would run you uh, a, a 5k run somewhere on the boardwalk or in town you know we ran the actual crush and run course once but they were trying to get people engaged in it and and boast about the crush and run race. Mm-hmm. So they offered a pride, uh, a gift for you. So if you signed up and came four of the five weeks, you got this. And the first year it was a shirt, then it was a turvis tumbler, then it was a, you know. So they give you something for, for your effort there. Yeah. But it built a group, a team of people who went off and wanted to do other things together, you mm-hmm. know, more runs, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's all, they give they give all their proceeds to two charities, uh, Eliza Hope Foundation, one of them. Um, so it's a charitable event put on by the ownership of Waterman's Shack and Chicks, right? Gotcha. That group owns the race. Gotcha. And so I went the first year, second year, and I met Courtney, the girl that leads it, and... Um, we became friends, you know, and she seen me in the running community. And last year, she asked me to be a coach, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, we'd love for you to be. You know, you you got the energy we want. And Barry's not going to do it, you know, and we want you to do it." So okay. So then this year, she asked me to come back, you know, again, but they brought on two more coaches, um, 
Tony Presta that works at Waterman's, mm-hmm. super guy. He runs at Norton with us. Tony's yeah. excellent guy. He's and a back sweat boy. Back sweat boy. Oh yeah. Inventor. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. They, that's another good group too. But and then Kim, Kim Moore. Yeah. Right. So she came on board as like a breath because I mean Kim's run you know Boston twelve times I think she's run forty seven other marathons she's mm. got a, a personality that has you know million dollar smile on her and you know so it'll be good for for this year's training block so they asked us to be on the Hampton Road Show we all did that Thursday morning that was great you know and then Thursday night cold windy three hundred people show up and check in. Mm. 300 on a training night. We were talking about 500 the first race. So this year we're thinking 2,000 for this race Yeah, in four years. Goodness. And the after party is fabulous. They do a great job at an after party at the shack. Live bands, DJs, you know, everybody gets a free crush, food trucks, vendors, you know. So it's just a great party afterwards, you know, to celebrate the whole five weeks of training and nice. leading up to the event. So, That's cool. Yeah, it's really fun. It's, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's it's kind of part of your story, too, to yeah. to have grown to be part of the leadership of that. So right. That's really cool. Yeah. Let's move on to what everybody's been waiting for, <laughs> and that is FOMO. FOMO. Yes. So let's talk about how FOMO started. <laughs> or what is FOMO? Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. I had to Google it. <laughs> I didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> Did you come up with the name? No. You didn't? Barry did. He did? Yeah, that's a funny story. So, FOMO starts because of NERC. In July of 17, we're doing the first birthday of NERC. Mm-hmm. July's the birthday month. So, Barry throws this challenge out there and says, we're going to run Tuesdays and Thursdays for NERC's birthday month. So, we all ran Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, at the end of July, we finish it, James Agentis, and says, hey, uh, y'all want to get together and keep running on Thursday night? Yeah, why not? You know, we've already started doing it. We're doing it four weeks. So we, so we start promoting this Thursday night pop-up for NERC. So the first one we did was the following week, the first week in August. We met at Mount Trashmore, and there was eight of us. And today, five of the eight are still in FOMA. Yeah. But us, eight of us met at Mount Trashmore. We ran. And then we got together every Thursday after that. And so we started putting it out there. We get a phone call from Barry. You know, come to the principal's office, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you guys can't use NERC's name for this pop-up. It's, I'm not doing it. Right? It's not a NERC thing. It's your thing, right? Yeah. He's like, and it's confusing people. They think we're still doing, NERC's doing a pop-up, and they're texting me and calling me going, hey, where's the run at this week? And he's like, wait, don't, you know. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, but if y'all want to keep doing it, keep doing it. You know, just let's come up with a different name. Let's, let's name it something crazy like FOMO. I'm like, FOMO? <laughs> okay. You know, so I look it up, FOMO, fear of missing out. Sure. All right. That sounds like fun, you know. So from then on, we start calling it FOMO. Well, it was eight of us, then it became 10 of us, then it became 20 of us, you know. And so we we start running together on Thursdays and we start building this friendship. And I, I, this time we all decide, I think Glenn decided, and they all said okay, was 
let's train for the Shamrock Half Marathon together. Mm-hmm. Let's build a training plan and let's all train together. So we use NERC on Tuesday, we use our FOMO on Thursday, and we'll do something long run on Saturday or Sunday. So we built a plan, we launched it out there like right around Christmas time, and we literally ran the whole winter training. And that year we had snow like crazy, ice, cold. We did we not we did not stop. Mm-hmm. We ran and we would run on Thursday night at Landstown Commons Shopping Center because that path that goes down Princess Anne Road to Nemo is two miles long. So you could get a four mile run on a safe lighted path. Mm-hmm. And that was really how we started, right? We started there. Um because, you know, in the wintertime, once daylight savings changes, Mount Trashmore is closed. It's yeah. dark, so we wouldn't mm-hmm. start at 6, and it's closed. So we moved over to Landstown, and that kind of became our home base. Um, we would go into Finn McCool's after our run, and we'd socialize for an hour. You know, mm-hmm. we'd have food and whatever. And uh, we kept doing that all through the winter, but it we became this family of friends. Mm-hmm. And it was... It was something special going on that we really didn't set off for it to be. It was, we were just gonna run on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. But we started becoming friends to the point to where we were doing stuff more than running. We were going, we were having birthday celebrations. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, getting together for, we did a car, we all washed our cars at my house at, on a Saturday for Megan's birthday and had hot dogs. You know, yeah. we just cleaned everybody's cars up for the winter time, you know, coming out of winter, mm-hmm. you know. But we'd just do stuff like that together just to, we enjoyed each other's company and uh, f- the friendship, you know. And so we started looking at it and it was like, well, it's probably, you know, for us it's 30 people, not 300, mm-hmm. you know. It's a smaller group. Yeah. We learned a lot together about running. And if I'll I'll relate it to this, um, if you go to church, you would go to a building on Sunday with a huge congregation, and you would have church. Mm-hmm. During the week, most people have neighborhood small group events mm-hmm. on Wednesday night, and they would learn and study together, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of how. NERC and FOMO are. Yeah. Right. NERC is our church. We go mm-hmm. to on Tuesday night. It's 300 people, <laughs> you know. And I use the word church, yeah, but I it's understand. that type of event. Yeah. But you're there to socialize and run. Mm-hmm. Um, but on FOMO Thursdays, it's a smaller group to, who is actually learning together the ins and outs of becoming better runners. Mm-hmm. Right. We are studying, we are helping each other prevent injury. Um, we're coaching each other along. We're doing run. We're, we have no North End. Virginia Beach is our base. Mm-hmm. We go to Chesapeake Run Club. We go to Norfolk Run Club. We go to Vail. We go wherever, mm-hmm. right? We love to travel and meet other running clubs and, and run with them. Mm-hmm. We love to have them come run with us, you know, because it's just all about that running community at that yeah. point, right? But you, you get outside your box you know, and you go explore, you know, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I know a few people that um, are all in at FOMO and they're great people. So I can yeah. see how it'd be easy to want to want to be a part of that. Yeah. So. yeah they're all in. I mean, uh, we, you know, 
We are, uh, we have a blast. We don't turn anybody away that wants to come run with us. You know, we're not a private club. You know, we're yeah. not. Um, we always said we weren't a running club, but everybody always recognizes us as a running club. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it, it's a, it's just a great, uh, it's a it's a wonderful group of people. Yeah, it really is. They're they're awesome. Every one of them have their own uniqueness about them. We have some good fast runners in there, and we have some ones that are still learning. Mm-hmm. You know, and their their pace is not what they want it to be yet, but they'll get there. Yeah, you know, that's fine. They're they're doing them. You know, yeah. they're they're running their run. You know, mm-hmm. let's talk about your title, <laughs> Prez, <laughs> Marley, Samara, one of the girls from Ridgel. Yeah. When we were meeting, um, some reason she decides to call me the FOMO Prez, right? So uh, appointed position. They didn't have elections, you know. Cody Rhodes, one of the guys in FOMO, he original guy. He was he was upset when he found out I was elect, uh, selected as a Prez because he said he was going to bring health care to the elections if if it would have helped him. Have some FOMO <laughs> debates. Yeah. Man. So we, we started playing with it, and it, and the name just kind of stuck, right? To the point where, you know, I got a license plate that says FOMO Prez now. Um, James has FOMO Runner. Uh, Megan has FOMO Love, you know, on her license plate. So so, it, so you're not the FOMO President. You're the FOMO Prez. Prez. All right. <laughs> nice. Good clarification there. Yeah. Excellent. So do you um, – do you – are you the one who decides the routes, or I do? I, do. I, do. I, I take care of. I try to take care of everything. Yeah, you know, it's uh, um, it's a uh, part of my personality. I think you know, mm-hmm. I've always liked team building. Yeah. Um, I think I'm pretty good at team building. You know, mm-hmm. I, I try to make everybody feel welcome, mm-hmm. um, and special and part of this group. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really do. I try my hardest, um, and you know. I have no problem coming up with a route or coming up with a plan, you yeah. know, and most of the time, you know, I, I have those in the group that I'll soundboard against, you know, Hey, how about this? How about that? Or mm-hmm. I'll ask, you know, Hey, it's your birthday. Where do you want to run? You know? Yeah. And let's do something like that. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I come up with the routes. I come up with the plans and then I, I try to keep the social media up to date, but yeah. it's like, you know, it can it, hey, it can overwhelm you quickly. Just you from know. starting Forerunners podcast, I know social media can be yeah, full time job. Every once in a while, I have to be careful of when I post like a question on my stories right. to respond to it. Because if I do it during a work week, like I'm having it between plumbing calls, I'm having to like respond and stuff. So I try to do the questions and stuff on the weekend. But yeah, it can be a, a social media is a tall task, yeah. especially if you want to stay engaged. Right. So and and I'm uh, slower at it, you know than a lot of the people I run with. I mean, mm-hmm. we have some social media experts out there, really. Yeah. I mean, some of them are very creative mm-hmm. on how to um, make designs and, and publish, yeah. you know, events and stuff. Yeah. You know, but, yes. Well, <laughs> let's talk about what... I Okay, I scrolled through... I scrolled through your, your <laughs> Facebook. I scrolled through your Instagram... I've also scrolled through your Strava, and uh, last weekend, you and I ran Newport News. Yeah. You ran the half, I ran the full, um, but I feel like you're coming off what may be the greatest race of your life. Is I mean, absolutely. I, I really think, I mean, you you set a goal and you reached it. Let's talk about it, yeah. man. So, 
I'll share with you the, the journey of a little bit. Amphomo. So the very first half marathon I told you about was a Shamrock. Yeah. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. We trained together for it. And do you know, six of my friends in FOMO gave up their half marathon pace to run with me, start to finish. Runners are something else, man. Start to finish, they stuck with me side by side. Mm-hmm. Yoshi was the prez pacer. That's what it says on his shirt. <laughs> but the rest of the group that was there stuck with me the whole time. We get to the finish line only to find all of my family and friends that are there with signage that they had secretly made for me because that was my first half marathon. Yeah. So I was just like blown away, right? My, I'm my, you know, it yeah. was the best feeling ever yeah. to cross that finish line mm-hmm. for a half. Mm-hmm. Glenn doesn't have a full in his mind right now. Mm-hmm. I have half marathon get better. Half marathon, don't get hurt. So last year, I beat that half marathon time by seven minutes, 205. Mm-hmm. Feeling great. So then I start watching and I see a couple of people that I run with strive to beat two hours. Mm-hmm. And I start hearing in the background how wonderful it is if you can do a sub two. Right? Mm-hmm. Learn what sub two is. Yeah. So I watched Tara do hers in Norfolk Harbor. I'm like, wow, I was hurt, couldn't run. Dean had rolled his ankle last year and punted the one city full. Mm-hmm. So he punted it to this year. I had only signed up for the Shamrock 8K this year. I wasn't sure what I was going to do yet. So he asked me, hey, why don't you come do the half? So my goal this year was run healthy run that half, and I set a goal of sub two. Yeah. Actually, I set a goal of one hour, 58 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I knew my PR was 205. So anything less than 205, I'm gonna win, right? Yeah. But my goal was 158. And I didn't I didn't talk a lot about it. A few people knew what my goal was, because you know, people ask you, hey, what's your goal? You know. Yeah. But I set a training plan down, and I worked on not only training in running, but I have learned about nutrition, stretching, right, and hydration. Mm-hmm. All those pieces and how they interact with each other. You know, I was, I am really uh, hurting my body a bit because I don't know enough about nutrition right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I was an Atkins dieter years ago who don't eat carbs. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a runner and I'm not eating carbs. You know, right? And it's not working. Mm-hmm. It's it's hurting me, right? So I'm getting weaker because I'm getting skinnier because I'm losing muscle mass, mm-hmm. right? So I'm learning all this this whole winter. I hooked up with Katie Joe, who's the Chesapeake Run Club leader. Katie Joe, she has a Katie Joe Wellness, mm-hmm. and so I asked her for help. So two days a week I go see her, private, one on one training of stretching and core work. Right, it's fantastic. It helps tremendously stay flexible mm-hmm. to prevent injury. Mm-hmm. But she's also teaching me about the hydration and and nutrition. And so you know, I went and did an in body exam to try to figure it out. 
you know, and I know I'm not eating enough, right? I got to go work on that now. This is my new thing I'm going after is how do I eat more food, but the right food to mm-hmm. fuel my body to get better at running? Yes. So I put all my energy and effort into training for the one city half, figuring that's going to be my PR goal, right? I'm going to try to get it. Talked to Roy Blackburn. He told me who the Pacers were. I know Ivy real well. I know Steve Armitage, and I just met Rachel Kipe at the race Sunday. First time I ever met her. Heard her name, knew the get Kiped. Ne- yeah. You know, never met her because I don't go to direct performance. You yeah. Know? But super nice, super friendly group. We mapped out a plan uh, Sunday. And um, she said, uh, when we were in the gymnasium up at Minchville High School, she said, all right, here's what's going to happen. We're, this is a two-part race. We're going to run 10 miles, and then you're going to do a 5K. Yeah. Right? Steve said that 10 miles out, I'm going to come up to you and see if you got enough gas in you to get there. Mm-hmm. If you do, we're going to break away. Yeah. So, okay. So, I stuck with the pacer. I never run with a pacer. I've never done a point to point race, oh, yeah. right? So I've always done an out and back or mm-hmm. or you know around yeah. you know a course. I've never done a point to point, so I've never even ran with a pace group. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about the pace group was Glenn don't Glenn didn't get a chance to start too fast. Yeah, Glenn's staying with the pacer, mm-hmm. so the pacers aren't going to start too fast because they're going to pace you in there, right? Mm-hmm. So I listened to Avi. And Rachel and Steve the whole way, and I hung up on that front line all the way. Ten miles out, Steve comes up to me. All right, you want this? You know, how bad you want it? Mm-hmm. Right? You want it? Let's go. So we were running about a 9.02, mm-hmm. and he said, you got to crank it up to 8.45. He said, we're going to run this 5K at 8.45, we're going to get you there. Sure enough, I turned the corner. There's the finish line, and the marker said 158, 47, or 28, whatever it was. Yeah. 158 something. Mm-hmm. And cross the finish. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, like, and then Barry Clark's there. Yeah. Three, four FOMO, right? Nigel, um, Megan, and uh, Layla. Mm-hmm. They're all there. My daughter's there, Amanda. My wife, Tracy, shows up. She rides with Layla and them out there. So they're all there cheering me on coming across the finish line. It was great. It was the best day ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, not only sub two, but to see the, the people there that you love and think the world of, you know, cheering you at the finish, man. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, unbelievable. Yeah. So. I saw you. <laughs> y'all were one of the, y'all were the group I first saw, I mean, after my wife and daughter and, it was a it was a happy time y'all were having yeah, so that was, great. that was excellent so um, well let's talk about current goals are have you made any new goals yet I know you're just one week out of achieving like great goals like yeah. um, not only well I mean my next challenge goal for myself is to try to PR the Shamrock 8K okay so I I last year. <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny when you plan a PR, it's probably not going to happen. You know, when you go out there and just run, your chances of PR are better, I think, you know, because <laughs> you're not psyching yourself out. You're just running, you know. And last year that happened. So a few of us ran, did the Dolphin Challenge. Mm-hmm. So we, we get this lofty goal. We're going to do the Shamrock 8K and the half. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm putting my money on my half, right? My training, my effort, everything's going into that half. Yeah. yeah. So the 8K is Saturday. Easy run, 
We PR it. The weather was perfect that day, mm -hmm. right? I PR it. So I'm sitting there on a 49-minute PR right now, I think, for the 8K. Yeah. Um, and then the next day we ran the, the half and we PR'd that, right, by mm -hmm. seven minutes. Yeah. So this year I thought, well, you know, I just did the one city. Coming off of that, an option for me would be to try to PR the 8K mm -hmm. in the Shamrock and see if I can dial that 49 down a little bit, you know. And so I'm, I'll go out there on that day and try to do that. And then Sunday I'm, I'm cheering. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm going out to cheer. Cause yeah, I'm going to cheer too. Cheering is so much fun. If you've never cheered, you got to go do it, right? It's, I can't hardly even talk when I'm done because I'm going to make sure they know that I'm there and that they're doing a good job, whoever they are, yeah. right? Let me add something to that because uh, my most recent races were the uh, Norfolk Harbor Half mm -hmm. and then the One City Marathon. And then One City Marathon went south for me around mile 21 or so. But uh, when you're running that marathon, there are several groups of people that travel to cheer. Right. And you see them multiple times. And uh, I said this on my social media, but there was this one woman that at the beginning when I was feeling good, she was mm -hmm. cheering me so hard. It was like she was cheering me so hard, I thought she wanted me to come hug her. For real. Right. And then I saw her again in the middle when I was still feeling all right but knew that I was on the border of pain. Right. She's doing the same thing. Then at the end of the race, or uh, not the not the very end, but you know, a couple miles from from the end, she was there and she was cheering for me so hard. I think she could see the pain on my face and that I was ready to give up. And uh, I don't know how it happened, but when I crossed the finish line, she was there too. I don't know if she came for me or something. Right. I'm pretty sure she did. I know. I know for a fact she didn't. But it felt like she did because of how hard she was cheering for me. Yeah. And I wonder, like I crossed the finish line, and you can actually in the video my wife took, you can actually hear her say, "You did it!" <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my god. So like, when people cheer for you, it, I, I might, I might not have pressed as hard or or did my absolute best if she hadn't have been there the whole right. way. So what I'm really trying to say is that if you if you enjoy racing and there's a race that you're not signed up for, go out and play the role of cheerleader because for runners out here trying to work their hardest and having gone through a huge training block, right. cheering yep. is so valuable Absolutely. to all the people running by. It is... Something that, because of those experiences, has legitimately become something that's going to be important in my life to go do. Right. Um, so yeah, you got to give. Yeah. I mean, that's part of giving back. Yeah. Right to the community. Yeah. You know, cheering. Nobody wants to run miles and not see a soul. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. But to to get the energy from the cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's it's invaluable. It's to life that giving. It is. I love it. I went to this year. I was fortunate enough to go to the Marine Corps Marathon. Yeah, I had, you know, probably a dozen friends mm -hmm. that went there. Yeah. Sub, couple of them first time marathon. Yeah, it was a torrential rain that day. Oh yeah, I've heard those of that. people were running water up to their knees. Mm -hmm. I'm out there soaking wet, cheering. I don't care. Right, yeah. it's not about me. It's about them. Yeah, right. Because I don't know how they did it. I really don't. It was grueling. And I had more fun 
jumping on the metro and getting to the next spot to catch them again. <laughs> I mean, I would go. I was all over DC that day. Yeah. You know, I was going everywhere I could go to find them. You know, and cheer them again. Yeah. You know, and then at the end, the sun came out. The last two miles, I think, the sun came out, and they had they got dry, they dried them out before the finish line. But it was an unbelievable day, and the, the the reward from cheering for me, and the you know trying to give back to them, you know, yeah. cheering them on. You know, I had several people ask me, "How'd you? How you stood out there in all that rain?" Yeah, they ran in it. Yeah, I mean, that's nothing compared to what they did. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. That's you got to cheer. Cheering is so much fun. Oh, yeah. You know, just make a couple goofy signs and yeah. hold them up and they'll read them and giggle and, and just let them know you're thinking about them and you want them to do well. Yeah, and for, for the people listening, um, if you are interested in cheering, there are several groups of people that are regular cheer groups. Uh, North End Run Club has a cheer group that cheers so hard. The same thing that lady did for me at One City Marathon, yep. they did for me at Norfolk Harbor where it was close to the end. Yep. I got in there and they closed in on me and I had no choice but to <laughs> high five. And they, I just received their energy and it gave me life to finish the race. So if you're looking for um, a way to cheer, get into, uh, go to North End Run Club and DM them. Say, where are y'all cheering? For this race, or go to November Project and DM them and say, "Where are you guys cheering for the race?" Those are the ones that I know for a fact have cheer groups at a lot of these big races. So yeah. that's I'm relying on them because I don't know how to do the how to follow the road to cheer. But right, FOMO yeah. will have a cheer station at 51st Street this year for okay. the half for the full and half. Gotcha. So we'll be at 51st. So if you if you want to come out there and cheer, you're more than welcome. We'll, yeah. We'll. Uh, We'll have a blast that day. Yeah. So let's talk about. Um, we're rounding. We're rounding the bend here. Um, do you have dream races, like um, stuff that you hope to do in the future? No, not really. Not you really. No. Nah. I mean, I'm. I'm. Um, I'm going to continue my path of uh, getting better at up to a half. Yeah. Um, I really do not have a desired run of full. Yeah. Personally. It's not crossed my mind. I don't want to um, keep going and try to see how many miles I can do. Yeah. I want to get better at the miles I am doing. Yeah. Right. I want to. I want to be able to dial down certain t- selected races. Yeah. Right? I want to get. You know. I'd love to. I like five Ks. Yeah. You know. Some of my friends I run with don't like five Ks. They don't want to pay thirty dollars to run three point one miles. Mm-hmm. We we do that every Tuesday night for free, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? But I like that short, fast race. Yeah, right. I love those flat, fast racing like that. Um, for me, uh, the, the adrenaline that comes with it to try yeah. to dial it down and get faster is fun. Yeah, you know. So that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Chicago to watch my son-in-law run that marathon. I signed up for the 5K there just there so I go. could, heck, I'm in Chicago. I'm going to run a 5K. Yeah. Right? And then I'm going to cheer him on Sunday for the full. Awesome. But, yeah, and that's, you know, for me, those are kind of goals. You know. Yeah, I respect uh, uh, I respect that stance. I think Rachel has that stance too, Rachel Kipe, that um, you, don't, you don't need to do an, a marathon. You're not interested in it. Mm-hmm. A marathon, from, from what I gather from everybody— including my own personal experience, a marathon is not something you do to have fun. Because after mile 20, there's no fun involved in right. what happens to your body. Right. Maybe some people have fun doing it. 
I'm sure there are some that are in the elite group that are like, yeah, it's it's real fun. But I don't know. For me, it's involved tears a couple times. So. All right. But, and, and, you know, I think part of that probably, maybe, people who have been conditioned all their life for running yeah. are more apt to be better at a full marathon. Mm-hmm. They get that distance. They, their body is trained and conditioned for mm-hmm. that. Could I do it? Sure. I, I, no doubt in my mind I could train myself or get trained to get through one. Yeah. But it just doesn't interest me. Yeah. You know, it really doesn't. It's not a a desire, you know. I, I, yeah. Hey. I'm, yeah, go, I'm good with a half. Let's see how fast we can get. Um, I but understand. I really don't want to go. I retired from marathon yeah. running this last week. <laughs> right. I came out of retirement immediately, but I did <laughs> I did retire for a second. So I understand that whole position. But I have I love the guys who do it. Everybody, yeah. you know, guys and girls that yeah. run those foals and to see them condition ourselves and watch them come across. Mm-hmm. You know, it bothered me. Two years ago, three years ago, my son-in-law ran the foal at Shamrock. Mm-hmm. Dean. It was the day that they got a lot of rain and snow and cold. It was horrible conditions. Mm-hmm. I was standing out there at the finish line waiting on him and to watch people come across that finish line that had nobody there waiting for him to cheer because the weather was too bad. Oh, it killed me, right? I had to just go up and start cheering them because they put their body through all of that and they come across that finish line with their lips blue. Yeah. And there's nobody there to cheer them. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we're doing, we're cheering this, you know. There's no, there's no such thing as bad cheering weather. There's only bad cheering gear. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> I'm trying to adapt the old running. Well, let's go ahead and uh, finish this up with a lightning round, man. All right. So, I'm going to face you with some choices. You got to pick. All right. Um, some of these I'm discovering don't apply to certain people. Maybe they'll all apply to you. You'll be the first one. I've added I've added a few new ones here. Well, they're they're not new. They just haven't been answered by certain people. Okay. So here we go. Hot or cold running? Cold. Group run or solo run? Group. Music or silence? Music. Trailer. Sorry, Barry. Sorry, Barry. <laughs> he hates when we were oh, really? to music. Yeah, because yeah. you're not listening to your body and you're not talking. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh trailer road. Road. All right. Uphill or downhill? Down. Gel or chew? Gel. Yep. Morning or night? Morning. Long run or short run? Uh, short. I think you've already answered this. Garmin or Apple? Garmin. Yeah, I heard you say yeah. Garmin earlier. Cake or pie? Um, probably cake. Yeah. 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 Not a big sweet guy. Gotcha. Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, Star Trek. There you go. <laughs> Engage. Here we go. Seinfeld or Friends? Seinfeld. Yeah. Definitely. That's that's pretty no-brainer, I think. <laughs> uh, comedy or action? Uh, action. And last but not least, we'll see if you know this. Do you know your Harry Potter house? I do not. You don't? Matter of fact, I looked it up because I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> I have never watched an episode. I've never watched any. I, I know nothing about Harry Potter. Well, we've got a huge group of people who are going to decide what school you're in. So once this episode comes out, I'll put a poll out and we'll choose and let you know. And I'll show you what it was. <laughs> nice. Well, um, I appreciate your time here, man. It's a, I feel like in the running community, uh, 
you are kind of a beloved figure and it's just sitting down having this conversation it's easy to see why so keep doing what you're doing support the runners that that look up to you and are part part of FOMO and NERC I think you support way more than that I felt I'll say this publicly um as a new runner kind of trying to break into the the community I felt like you were one of the first people who uh, befriended me, who was willing were, were willing to just step aside and have a conversation with me. So I really appreciate yeah. that. So uh, yeah, thank you. Um, it's a pretty big honor for me to be invited to something like this. I've yeah. never done a podcast. I've never done an interview. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just do me right. Hey. But but thanks a lot. Yeah, I really man. appreciate it. And uh, thanks for what you're doing here for the running community. I think every podcast I've listened to so far have been fantastic yeah. you know the, the people who you're selecting uh, the discussions you're having with them I mean it's good yeah. real good stuff I mean and I know a lot of people who are listening and they love to listen to them while they're running mm-hmm. or just driving in the yeah. car you know yeah. like me I drive to Newport News every day so that that drive listening to the podcast makes a huge difference on the drive yeah these and I'm people learning, so. all these people are amazing yeah. Man, yeah. including you <laughs> all you. right About a second after we stopped recording, Len revealed that he had actually looked up his Harry Potter house before he'd come over. He had discovered it was Hufflepuff, and I agree with that assessment. Honestly, in this community that I'm so new to, Glenn was probably the first person to actually befriend me, and I'll always be grateful for that. I think it's that that quality that makes him so unique and so lovable. On next week's episode, we'll sit down with Renee Merchant and talk about her experiences at the Olympic Marathon Trials and dive deep into her love of the marathon distance. But for now, this is Danny, signing off. Godspeed.